This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and welcome to this Naked Mind podcast. Today, I have Nicole with me. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Hi, Annie. Hi. So good to have you here. So, Nicole, you did... um, the live alcohol experiment in January, is that right? I did, I did, yes, and it was amazing. Such a, it's a life-changing experience for me. Oh, that's so cool. So, but why don't you start for, you know, our listeners like way back. So why don't you go back to kind of the beginning, early days for you, first drink sort of thing, where did it all begin? Yeah, sure. So, um, oh, so I mean, the first drink was, you know, late, late teens, um, in a park somewhere or something. So in my local neighborhood with my, with my girlfriends. Um, and, uh, I hated it. It was, I don't, it was that 69. I don't even know what sort of drink that is actually. It's like probably whiskey or scotch. Or I don't even know. Um, <clears throat> it was disgusting, but, um, but then really I, I, I sort of consider my alcohol journey to start like around the 18, 19 mark. Um, and uh, uh, and that was you know just going out with my with my friends. We finally hit eighteen, which is the the legal drinking age here in Australia, and um, and we were able to to go out to, to clubs and and uh, nightclubs and and you know just just spend all night out with each other partying, and it was um, it was good fun. I mean, I remember our. Our weekends used to start on Thursday nights because we went to our local bowling club and there would be 40, 50 of us all there. You know, that was like our traditional Thursday night out. And um, and we would get so, so drunk on those Thursday nights and then get up and go to work on the Friday morning. And it was, you know, every single week for years we did that. Um, and uh, and then, of course, the weekends. And as I as we went into our into my, my 20s, um, you know, it would sort of, <laughs> we had this this tradition of showing up at my at my friend's house that was sort of all of our our friends and and you know to this day I'm 41 and 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 I still have I'm still very very close with all of my friends from from school you know we have we have quite an unusual situation I think that that, that is sort of my core group of friends um and yeah so so we would we would have this one house most of the time that we would all go to <clears throat> on the weekends and we would just rock up there with a box of wine on Friday afternoon and you know without any plans other than just go drinking our boxes of wine <laughs> um and uh you know and then we would we'd get home sometime on the Sunday you know <laughs> and get up and go to work on Monday um and that was that was just the routine that was that was it for first years a decade you know um and then uh i mean we we had <clears throat> i've got and this were you drinking during with one of my, one of my oh yeah yeah but um you know and as i said that would start from the thursday really but then we'd get to work on friday most of the time sometimes i probably didn't to be honest um uh, but yeah, we were also with a, with a different group of friends. I was also working, uh, not working, sorry. I was, um, uh, I was working a job actually during the week, a second job, um, at a, at a local 
um, sporting club. So as a, as a waitress in the bistro. <clears throat> um, and through that job, and that was in my 20s, my early 20s. And through that job, I would finish there at sort of 8.30, 9 o'clock when the restaurant closed. Um, and I got to know a group of friends, or I got to make a group of friends there that, that were the regulars. That's where they went to drink every afternoon after work. Um, and so I would then sit down with them and have a drink after my shift and, you know, one drink became two drinks, became three, became a bottle of wine, you know. Um, and sometimes I was getting home, yeah, at midnight, getting up and going to work and then going to my job after work and, you know, because I'd have my full-time job and then I'd have this, you know, job after <coughs> after work. Um, yeah, so it was it was a busy time and just riddled with alcohol. Just everywhere I went, you know, I'd finish work, I'd grab a wine and I, you know, um, and yeah, there was just, there was, there was alcohol everywhere. And of course, every party that I went to, there was, you know, and it, and the tolerance and looking back on it now, I can see how the tolerance increased because it, you know, one bottle was never enough. If you went to a party, you always had to take two because one bottle, because you didn't want to get to one, the end of one bottle and just want one more glass, you know, but of course, then you started to drink two bottles everywhere you went was just a, two bottle thing and that, and that was in my 20s that was like a big tolerance I think to have built up you know in such a short amount of drinking time really um and yeah one of my one of my besties and I we had this saying um that is you know was I drunk at the time because she's got an amazing memory of our of our 20s I mean she we we lived in each other's pockets all through that time you know and and um, and she, she remembers so much more than I do. And going through the experiment and talking about blackouts and all that sort of stuff, I was like, you know, we were sugarcoating what was actually a pretty crappy thing, you know, that I just, I just don't remember. I just straight out don't remember what you're talking about. And I was there. I used to say, was I there at the time? <laughs> you know, was I drunk at the time? Um, and just laugh it off. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm we make all sorts of jokes like, must have been fun. I don't even remember it. You know, these, these little... Okay truisms exactly. we say to kind of just normalize something that is so bizarrely not normal when you take a step back and say wait wait exactly wait what how does yeah that and I and I had I to be honest I've never thought of it and that way until I did the the alcohol experiment I never thought of it as yeah as, as putting a nice facade on something that's really actually pretty ugly that I just and 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 I'm not talking about something that has happened you know, a handful of times, I'm talking countless times that she has brought up, well, not just, not just Kylie, but other, um, many other friends. So I remember when we did this, I'm like, no. I wasn't there, is there photos? <laughs> you know, was I, was I there? Was I drunk at the time? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. And, and, you know, so then, yeah, then it all sort of got a bit, a bit much the, every single weekend doing so at once at, at some point in my mid 20s I think the, the work the second job dropped off and so I was just I was just doing my full-time work but of course out drinking a lot of nights and I remember even my brother at some point he's older than me he's five years older than me <clears throat> just you know saying I need to I need to settle down because because he was just seeing me out he wasn't a, he wasn't a big drinker and he was seeing me just out partying until you know 12 o'clock, one o'clock on a weeknight and then going to work the next morning. Um, and, you know, just this, this, I mean, not this routine really. Um, 
Anyway, then I got to um, then I got to my twenty ninth year and decided I needed a change. So I was go. I, I moved over to Western Australia, um, and uh, <laughs> again, the tolerance comes into comes into play here because when we when I moved there, they drink pints instead of schooners, which is like I think a schooner's maybe three hundred and seventy five mils and a pint. Right. Yeah, pints a pint. Uh, but it just seems so much bigger than what my normal beer, you know, I was a beer drink, beer and wine drinker. And I remember on the first night that I arrived in Perth and I was living in a share house and they took me down to um they took me down to the local pub and bought a pint of beer and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> how am I gonna drink this? You know? Um and I did, and they were all they all drank drank theirs, and I think I was still drinking mine when they finished their second. I was like, but within a couple of weeks, I was able to keep up with them drinking the pints of you know these large beers of you know, and and yeah, it just it I, I like reflecting on uh, since doing the experiment on just things like that 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 stick out in my mind of wow, you know, like just think how quickly things can escalate, really, when it comes to drinking, you know. Anyway, so, um, I mean, that was just a great experience. I, I, I lived and worked in the mines there, which was a fly-in and fly-out role. So um, I flew into a place called Kalgoorlie where they have a gold mine and I was working in a uh, sort of a two-in-one swing. So I'd work 14 days straight, 12-hour day, 12 days, 14 days straight, and then I'd have a week off. And then I'd fly back and I'd do 14 days straight. Wow. And so we would work these long days and then get to uh, get back to camp. We'd catch a bus back to camp at six o'clock, have dinner, and then we'd just sit up drinking all night, you know? And, that, I mean, they were they were really, really good times. I made some beautiful friends working there because you get to know everybody so well. You live and, you know, work with them for, for such a, a long time. Um, you know, we get to know each other really well and we have a good time. Lots of laughs because we're sitting around drinking, you know? Um, and, yeah, that was – so I, I did that for – for a year and then I moved back to, I was missing my family. So I moved back, family and friends. So I moved back to um, uh, to New South Wales, or to, Sydney, or to Brisbane for a little while, but then to Sydney. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of, you know, I was in and out of relationships then and my relationships have always seemed to be around alcohol as well, you know, with big drinkers. Um, and where, where did that? That just and then it just became so I came back, I was kind of flitting, I was in a relationship that it wasn't, I was staying at my mom's and then um then I became pregnant with my first child. So I've got two daughters. I've got Mia who's five and Amy who's two, busiest person in the world. And um uh and Al is my partner. And <clears throat> um and I just became, you know, parenting just puts a whole new level of drinking into the equation for me when I first started, you know, it was, um, yeah, I was a big, I mean, you know, I, I stopped drinking when I was pregnant, of course, um, but, uh, um, but yeah, then when I, and, and I was breastfeeding and I had a horrendous time breastfeeding, I found it really hard and, um and my supply was bad. So I, you know, I had, I, I was mix feeding and doing everything that I could to do that. But it was really sad that I couldn't have that, you know, that I had always dreamed would just sort of come easily and naturally. Um, 
and yeah, so through the through the mixed feeding, and then and then eventually I stopped it about about three months, I think, um, because she just she was so unsettled and wasn't getting what she needed. So we put her on formula, um, and so then I was drinking, you know, because I could, um, <clears throat> and uh, and yeah, again the tolerance just went until bedtime, or she was just going to be, you know, awful, very challenging. So we'd go for a walk, and Al would take. I would take a couple of beers and I would take a wine and we'd be walking around the street with our child in a pram drinking. And, and it was a lovely time for us. It was like family connection time <laughs> <laughs> you know? because we're debriefing about our day and we're, you know, we're out exercising <laughs> while, we're, while we're drinking beer and wine. Oh dear. Anyway, it was fun. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so then that was, I just, I just, I just drank a lot, really. Um, still parenting, doing what I could, and then Amy came along, um, and uh, so is that? Yeah, Amy came along, and then you know, just again, I, I, I was able to feed her for about six months, um, but still just the same sort of struggle. But I just persevered with it more as much as I could, um, and then just drank again, and again, you know very quickly escalated back up to to um a bottle a night sometimes one and a half bottles of wine a night which now i think my god how was i actually functioning how was i dealing with anything you know and um and there's been there's been two traumatic events in in my life i don't necessarily need to go into them but one one was when i was pregnant and one was when i wasn't pregnant <laughs> and um and the one where I where I was pregnant, of course, I just had to. I think I had a glass of wine just because I I felt like I needed to, you know. Um, but I uh, I had to just feel everything. I had to feel and live and breathe through every single emotion, and it was intense and hardcore and awful. But when I wasn't pregnant, and and that happened, I just drank my way through it, drowned myself in it. You know, so it was interesting that that was sort of the first reaction that I had to deal with that, you know, and that was the loss of my friend. He took his own life and it was awful. And I just had to, yeah, I just drowned myself in it. Um, yeah, so feeling feeling everything. When I was pregnant and having to deal with something, mm. that's what it's like now. That's that's you know for me that the path that I'm choosing to do it now is to just feel everything and work through it and you know do what you got to do. Um, but there were times, particularly in the last twelve months, where I've known that I've realised that this isn't really working for me. You know, I'm drinking every night. It's it's not really serving me. I wanted to moderate. I tried so so many times to moderate. I was doing. You know, I'd, I'd say, okay, I'm not going to drink during the week. I'm just going to drink on weekends. I won't drink Monday to Thursday. Um, and then I'd get to, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday or something. And at one point I remember saying, I'm not going to drink for the month of, you know, one of them, like October or dry July or one of them. I was like, right, I'm not going to drink. And I got to like, yeah, two days. I was like, oh, <laughs> here's my drink, here's my wine. And... Um, and then I'd go, right, okay, so that's not going to work. So I'll just go, I'll just go two days. You know, this week I'm just going to do two days. I'm not going to drink on Monday and Tuesday. And then that wouldn't work, you know, because 
well, I would at the time blame anybody else that was happening. The kids are driving me nuts or, or you know, my, my mum's come over, my mother-in-law's come over <laughs> and we drink wine together, you know, so I'll just pour them a wine, I'll pour wine, like whatever, that's fine, I won't drink tomorrow. Um, I also tried to do that. I've tried to do, I'll drink one day and I won't drink the next and I'll drink one day and I won't do the next and every, every different scenario or pattern that I came up with just failed awfully. Um, and what was really alarming for me and probably what drove me to your book, and this was in early, like late November, early December, was countless times I had woken up in the morning and said, I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to drink today. And then that night I would be sitting on the lounge and go to take what was probably my third or fourth sip and go, oh, I've got a wine in my hand, you know, mm -hmm. that I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought about. I had like... I was in so much of autopilot mode that I had I had obviously bought the wine or and still been in my fridge, um, got the glass, poured the thing, sat down drinking, and I was parenting. You know, I'd come home from it was an, such an automatic routine that I would pick up the kids from school, which and school pick up for me is like five o'clock. I'm not talking about three o'clock in the afternoon, but it's five o'clock for me. So I would pick them up, bring them home you know, pour a wine and sit down and play with them, talk about their day and what put the news on the telly or whatever. And that was sort of the routine. And there was countless times that I had woken up, as I said, woken up, I'm not going to drink today, and then found myself drinking a wine in the lounge before I realised that I had done that. And that yeah. just, to me, that just became scary, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I started to read your book, uh, This Naked Mind book, and... Um, and it was about the same time that on, I must've started following you on Facebook and stuff at the same time. And I saw the live experiment <clears throat> being advertised. And I was like, yeah, you know, it was, it was reasonably priced. I was like, yes, I can do this. I can 30 days, 30 days. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go. And of course, you know, that's laughable because I can't even get through a day. So how the hell am I going to get through 30 days? But I signed up and I decided, and I got myself so mentally ready for it. Yeah. I was going to ask, what was your mindset like when you were, you know, I didn't think I, I didn't think I could do it. That was my, that was my mindset, but I was, I was pretty, I was pretty determined because I was mm -hmm. like, right, 30 days. And in that 30 days from like day, day five to 11 or something, I was going to be on holidays with my family you know, like away with my brother and his and his family and that would have been a drinking thing. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, if I'm going to commit, I'm going to commit and I'm going to do it right, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I, 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 I was feeling as committed as I could. I just wasn't sure if I would, if I would see it through, which is contradictory, I know. But, but only because of the... I knew I had to change. I knew I had to change something and I just needed to prove it to myself that I could do 30 days. <clears throat> Basically. So yeah, I signed up. And then on the, I think, I think I was, I had been thinking about it so much that I got myself into the mindset on the 30th. My, one of my, one of my um, dearest friends came over that afternoon and we were sitting, she wasn't even drinking. I don't think normally she would be, but I think she'd, I think maybe she was hungover <clears throat> from a night before out with another friend. So, so we were catching up, but I was having a couple of wines and, um, this was before or after 
Pardon? Before or after? This is on the 30th of December. Okay, yes, December. Before the experiment. And so I was having wines not knowing, not knowing they were my last drinks, you know, because I still had the 31st. I still had one more day before the 1st of January kicked off and the, and the experiment started. Um, but then I sort of woke up on the 31st and went, actually, I'm done. I think I'm done. I think that was my last drink because only, of course, at that point, thinking it was only for 30 days. Right. Do my best for 30 days. Um, because I didn't want to wake up hungover mm-hmm. <laughs> on the first because that was the thing. All through, like, those two decades of drinking, I would be horribly hungover and fuzzy-headed and vague and jittery and and tired and all that sort of stuff a lot you know especially on weekends when i would just give it a really good go um but but come two or three o'clock in the afternoon almost religiously i would want a glass of wine Mm. the next day and it always surprised me that i would love a glass a big glass of red wine to just sip on for the afternoon you know or sometimes I'd just go out and have another bender. <clears throat> um, yeah, that always surprised me that that happened. I guess that comes down to sugar or I don't know. Just, yeah, the craving, just, you know, habit, you get yourself in the pattern. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, so, so yeah, the 1st of January came around and I was feeling really enthusiastic. I was like, yep. This is going to be good. I'm going to do it. I'm going to throw myself into it. I'm going to commit to watching all the videos and, and connecting with everybody in the group, you know. Um, and um, one thing that I, that I didn't do, which I'm planning to do, because I'm going to do the 30 days again just for the hell of it. Not that I feel I need to, but I just really enjoyed it. Um, it's to print out the workbook and work through that. Because that's mm. I didn't do that, but I feel now that like I've, I want to just to see what different level that adds to the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it absolutely changed my life, that experiment. Absolutely changed my life. And, you know, just to, to gloat about you for a minute, Annie, if I can, the, <laughs> the amount of knowledge that you have and that you bring to that experiment and to that group and your, your generosity in sharing it is just, it just makes it, such a whole, such a whole process, such a whole experience, you know, to go through. And you can tell that everything that you're saying, you have put so much time and effort into learning it and researching it and bringing it together. It's just outstanding. It's absolutely outstanding. And you can't, and this, you know, it said it, it was said so many times in that closed group that you can't unlearn what you've learned. Yeah. You know, and that, I think that was the driver for me in becoming alcohol free now for, I'm never, you never say never, right? But like, I don't have any intentional desire to drink again, um, which is mind blowing to me. <laughs> it really is. I just, I can't believe it. I really, honestly, I can't because it was such a big part of my life. Drinking wine in, at home, in social, you know, by, by myself or with people, with my partner, it's social events to celebrate things, to grieve people, to in every, you know, when I'm sad, when I'm happy, when I'm, <laughs> every single thing was a, was a drinkable moment for me, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
Mm. And so, and so, yeah, I did throw myself into the, into the experiment and I, I absolutely loved the live, the live videos. Um, I think you and Scott just did an amazing, amazing job. Um, and I was, I, I think I, I was able to catch maybe four or five live and then the rest of them I would just pick up um, during the day here in Australia. It was sort of like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. And every now and then I thought, oh, I wonder if I set my alarm for that, <laughs> for that one to get up because I was so into it. And I love, I really love, pardon me, the, um, uh, the conversation that flowed, you know, while you guys were talking um, in, the, in the live in the live group. I love, I love being a part of that whenever I could. Um, but even just having that group there, I mean, that was an incredible experience and still is, you know, I'm, I still love chatting with those guys in the group and, um, and it, it's such a learning experience. I mean, the, the education that we get from, from you and Scott is, absolutely the main driving force but I learned so much from everybody else in the group so it was like 2200 people or something in there right and everybody's experience was different you know the reason why they were there how they were getting through and some people weren't doing so so well and other people were you know were really good and and so it was just I learned so much from everybody that was having their own personal journey because at some point um, early on, I was thinking, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll moderate. This this will help me to moderate because I'm learning this stuff that will, you know, I'll be able to take on after the 30 days. And then somewhere around, I must admit, the cravings were intense. You know, mm-hmm. like for the first two weeks, I think, like, and especially at that time of day, you know, and you and you say that during the during the experiment that you you've just got to find other things to do and and to keep your mind off things. Um, and I was really surprised by how long they took. And you know, I was I was doing all the all the the, the tools and things that you that you guys gave us to to work through them. And I I don't if I didn't have those tools, I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have succeeded. Um, but yeah, they, some of them were really intense and for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, you know, where you have to very, very actively just work through it mentally, you know, to get over it. But then they became fewer, far in, like, you know, in between and, and less, you know, when they did come, they were shorter and not as intense, you know, so I sort of worked through that, worked through that. Now I, I don't think I get cravings at all. Really, awesome. I just I sort of get triggered occasionally, and and I I just choose to do to to view that more with curiosity than anything else. I don't think it's really a desire to drink. It's more like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do I feel like I want to have a drink now? What is this? What what is this situation? You know, that's making me think of that. Um, but one of the one of the things that I did. Uh, that did sort of happen and without much thought, it was just kind of there is that, you know, I always had my white wine in the fridge and um, well, that sort of dwindled because my, so my mum and my mother-in-law are both um, very, very close to me and to my family and they live only streets away and they're here all the time, like daily. Um, 
and they both enjoy their red wine. And so um, I, it was important to me because whenever they came over, we would always have a red wine. And so it was important to me that through, even though I was doing the experiment, they weren't. So I still needed to have red wine available to them when they came over. So that wasn't, that wasn't a thing for me because I wasn't using willpower in your, right. you know, using a thing. I wasn't using willpower. I didn't feel like I was missing out. I must admit, during some of those cravings, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's right there, you know. But I was still able to uh, to make sure that I had red wine on the on the bench for them, and they would they would bring it over and just leave it there too. I wasn't like having to go to the shop and buy it or anything. But um, but yes, they would come over. I'd pour them a red wine and and you know sit with them quite happily. And I do to this day quite happily sit there drinking, you know, with them. I'll drink one of my soda waters or whatever, um, and that doesn't bother me at all. But yeah, just. <clears throat> um, just going through that experiment and having the support of you and Scott and having the support of everybody else in the, um, in the Facebook group has just been absolutely life-changing for me. And as I said, I don't feel, I don't feel at all like I need to drink anymore. You know, I feel like I can deal with anything that life throws at me now without having a drink in my hand. That's amazing. That's so cool. I definitely, (laughs) um, it's interesting when I was first, you know, just thinking through um, early days of, of being around other people when they were drinking and it just popped into my head that there was definitely a, a time where I remember this very vividly, like people would come and right when they were going to start drinking, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to deal with this? And is it going to be fine? Is it going to not be fine? Like what's going to happen? How am I going to feel? And then yeah. like I drink my whatever, my usually it was like soda and cranberry or whatever I was drinking. And they'd have their wine, one glass, two glasses. And I'd be looking at them like waiting for something, right? Like waiting for some like, oh, they're going to, they're going to, you know, start acting in a way where I'm going to feel like I'm missing out or they're going to start having so much more fun or they're going to like, something's going to happen and it's going to make me know that I'm missing out. And mm-hmm nothing would happen. (laughs) Nothing would happen. There was no change in their mood. They did not get happier. They did not get more chatty. They did not seem like they were having any more fun. I'm like, huh. And then eventually four or five classes later, something would happen and their eyes would start drooping and the light would kind of go out of them and they kind of like start slouching and they'd kind of like lose the conversation a little bit and yep. and I'm like wow that's what I was missing yeah you know and there was no there was no like up I, I just sort of expected like I'd be sitting down I'd be, I'd be like okay just watching like a hawk like okay all of a sudden everybody's gonna start just giggling and having so much fun and I'm just gonna be sat here meh and it would never yeah. happen it would never yeah. happen. And I was like, yeah. they even like, is there even alcohol? Like, do they feel it? Like what's happening? It was so weird. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, nope, nope, they're getting drunk. And it did not look pleasant. I was, and it was be like, and just a few times of that. And I do think that, you know, if you can handle it, it's such a benefit to go and be around the people you used to drink with. Because if you can get through that, 
initial, like, I'm just going to be curious about what happens and you watch and it's just so anticlimactic until, mm -hmm. you know, they start actually getting really drunk and then it's kind of like really affirming that you don't want to be there. So anyway, just, that just popped into my mind as you were talking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've had a few nights and like days or events over the last four months, pardon me, um, uh, you know, where I've been out with my, with my friends and, and I, I certainly don't have any, any desire to like, I don't, I don't, I can't think of any friendships that I have that are dependent on alcohol. You know, I, I think um, the, the friendships that I've got are because we're friends and we've got a long history and we love and care about each other. And, you know, alcohol is just one of the things that we enjoy together. Um, and so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that, of course, because I, st I don't feel like it's going to, like my not drinking is going to hinder any of the relationships we've got. It just look, maybe it maybe looks a little bit a little bit different, but I'm still going out for girls' nights. I'm still, you know, going to all the parties. I just, I, I, I put, a, I put a, um, a post on my personal Facebook page um, at my 100 days last week or the week before and um and just said because many many people didn't know that i had stopped and um and i would just sort of explained what i was doing and why then i was you know proud of myself and all that sort of stuff and different parenting and I've, I've run a business from home and i just feel more efficient and productive there and more focused and just you know being more connected to the girls and and all that sort of thing but i feel yeah i feel like with my with my friendships and going out, I still can go and have a really good time. I'm just, and I said this in the post, I'm just going to leave a little bit earlier, probably. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, I don't need to stay out until midnight because, you know, I'm a mum and I'm tired and I want to go to bed. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I went to my bestie's 50th recently and I had a ball. I was up dancing and, you know, enjoying the food and, and, you know, non-alcoholic wine that I was drinking and, I just, you know, had a wonderful time, but then I just went to bed and had a really good night's sleep, woke up in the morning and left, you know, it was just, um, yeah, I can still have a really good time out. And I think that um, I was a little bit nervous about that at first, mm -hmm. but um, but no, I've sort of proven that I can have a really good time. And one of the other benefits I love is being able to drive to these things and drive home. Yeah. Awesome. And not have to think of all the logistics of how we're going to get there because like both of us are going to drink. And that was, you know, Al and I were always going to drink wherever we were. So there was never going to be one of us driving there and driving home. That just never factored into the equation because we both wanted to go out and have a good night drinking. Um, right. And I love that I'm never going to have, like I was a, I was a sick um, drinker so many times, you know, I would go out drinking and then I'd come home and be sick. And sometimes I was like sick in other people's houses, like in their bedrooms and oh, like horrendous and so embarrassing. And I'd never have to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> and say sorry for that and regret, be regretful for it. And there's just so many benefits, you know. And, and I mean, it, it, another, another thing that my, uh, that is a focus for me at the moment, <clears throat> my five-year-old Mia started school recently at the beginning of the year. And one of her projects for homework was to, they sent home this um, four or five page document that they had to fill in. And it was like, you know, and, and it said very clear instructions that you are to let your child fill this in and draw pictures and stuff, you know, that you don't lead them, that they lead you. Okay. And so one of the questions was, you know, 
this uh, this was me as a baby so she had to draw herself as a baby and this was me this is me as I am now and this is my family and then on the back page was this is my favorite activity and her favorite activity is going to the club because that's what we do we used when I was drinking we used to go to the club so that they could have a play and Alan and I could sit there and drink you know and I was like oh man for a five-year-old to say her favorite thing is going to the club is not good <laughs> that's not good I need to I need to turn that around. I'm actively doing things every week now to try and make her favourite activity something that a five year old should be, you know, enjoying doing, not adults. Basically. That's, awesome. That's great. Yeah. So it's just it, it's just been incredible. And um yeah, to be able to, as I said, to just have the uh, incredible amount of information that you share um and i've i've recently just bought um the apple experiment um book on audible as well so i'm listening um well i'm listening to this naked mind at the moment again but then i'll go on to that book <clears throat> but i um but yeah i just because i don't i i think even though i've done the 30 days in the live experiment and i feel absolutely confident with my decision to not to not want to moderate and to not because I just know I can't I've tried that and I'm not interested you know I lost I lost count of the days somewhere in 20 something you know like it was like day 12 day 13 I'm day 14 not drinking but somewhere in day 20 something I lost count and just knew that I was alcohol free now you know so um I I know that moderation isn't for me and I you know I, and I've learned also from the people in the group that moderation doesn't work you know I mean it's a very personal choice of course but yeah it's not for me yeah it's totally I, and that's such a powerful thing to know for yourself absolutely mm. so let me ask you, Nicole, I always sort of finish up with this question, but you know, what would you tell Nicole of like trying to make all these rules for herself and going back and forth and breaking the rules and, and, you know, finding herself with the glass of wine without, with, after having saying, no, I'm not drinking today and having it be almost surprising. I mean, that had to feel really almost help, hopeless in a way because you're like, oh my gosh, why? Like, I, I, I don't even have control over my habits, you know? Absolutely. Um, what would you tell her about kind of you know, what life is like on the other side, how would you encourage her? Oh, absolutely. That just the, the benefits so far outweigh um, what you think the, the, the fun and the, you know, um, the joy of drinking alcohol is, you know, I mean, um, not waking, not having awful sleeps, not waking up regretful every morning that I did it again, um, because that was just, there was like self-loathing stuff happening there. Um, and that it's fun. You can be so much more connected with, with the kids and with Al and with my family and my friends, you know, because I'm remembering everything. <laughs> I'm not having any blackouts. Um, and just being able to, um, just enjoy, enjoy life alcohol free and and it's easier it is so much easier and joyful than you think um that is what i would tell that's awesome that's so yeah it's so much easier so much easier life is so much easier without it (laughs) It really is so happy i love it i never never thought i would say that ever (laughs) but it is thank you annie thank you so much for 
uh, for being you and for sharing your journey and getting to, you know, where you are today. And I'm so happy that the, that the book and the experiment is getting the momentum that it is. Um, you know, I see on your Facebook page that you're, you know, doing all the news programs and the interviews and stuff. And that's just, I think that is so well-deserved and, you know, I would shout it from the rooftops if I could, <laughs> about, you know, about how good the, um, how good the program is and the book and the content, um, you know, and I don't know when you, when, if or when you plan on doing another Facebook live, but I'll absolutely be advocating to anyone that I know um, that, you know, questions their relationship with alcohol to go ahead and do it because it, um, you know, it's just an experiment, as you say, just an experiment. It's not telling you that you're not, that you're going to be alcohol free for life. That's your choice that you make, um, isn't it at the end, but it's just incredible. And I'm so grateful and I'm so grateful for all the people that I met through the program um, uh, because they've, they're just an amazing tribe to have in your corner. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. So thank you and thank you to Scott. I love, I really missed, like I, I sort of went through a withdrawal process, <laughs> process at the end of the 30 days, not seeing you guys every day, you know, it's sort of, yeah, kind of miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we missed it too. It was it was really fun. Um, and we'll yeah. absolutely be doing it again. We're going to get on a regular regular cadence of doing those. So. Yeah, that's good. That's really good because it's just, you know, to get to get the message out there about how great um, alcohol-free life can be. I just want to, I, I, just, I just need more pubs and clubs in Australia to sell alcohol-free drinks, you know, like beers and yeah. wine and stuff. I feel like I need to be an advocate. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, I, there's um, even, even like beer companies and stuff, they're looking at this movement of people going alcohol-free as a big opportunity. So they're trying to say, yeah. okay, well, if they, if they aren't drinking alcohol, we have to have alternatives for them. So I think that will definitely start to be more and more, which is really exciting. Yes. Yeah, it is. But thank you so much. Thank oh, you you're so welcome, Nicole. It's so great. Hi, are you looking to connect with like-minded people? Sometimes maybe you feel like as someone who knows all this information from the snake in mind or the alcohol experiment that you're living in a world of muggles and people just don't speak your language. That is why I created The Exchange. The Exchange is an online community where we meet face-to-face -face, live video calls multiple times a week with people from all over the globe just to connect, to have somewhere you are seen and you're heard and you feel less alone and really that you can give back and get the support you need. So if this sounds great to you, check it out at thisnakedmind.com backslash exchange. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.